Hi, this is Shauna, the CEO and founder of Fuel Talent. One of the things I have loved most in my 25-year recruiting career has always been the stories that people tell. Stories of leadership, career choices, company ideas, and team building. My inspiration for starting the What Fuels You podcast came from being curious about people's lives and wanting to help share their stories. What path brought them to this place? What decisions did they make that led to failures and successes? Who influenced those decisions and what lessons were learned along the way? I hope you enjoy the What Fuels You podcast. On today's episode of the What Fuels You podcast, I'm here with John Cook and Todd Bishop, the co-founders of GeekWire. John and Todd have both been in the journalism industry for decades. They originally met at the Seattle PI and then went on to start TechFlash, a Puget Sound Business Journal website, before starting GeekWire in 2011. Today, GeekWire gets millions of monthly page views. They're also well-known for hosting several signature events that bring thousands of people in the community together to connect, learn, and have fun. John and Todd continue to push the envelope in journalism, and I love watching them grow this technology news empire. Welcome, John and Todd. Yay, guys. Thanks for having us. It's a privilege. <laughs> I told I told these guys for the listeners that we have to get serious because usually when we hang, we just flip each other a lot of shit and it's fun. But we're going to start as we always Hopefully do. Hopefully we do a little bit of that. A yes. little flipping yeah. shit. I'm going to start by flipping you shit that you're both wearing T-shirts of like outdated <laughs> companies with like holes in them. I love Teach that. Teach Street. Wait. Dave John... Chappelle, shout out to Teach Street. Yes. <laughs> my, 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 I don't have holes. I just, it's just faded. <laughs> faded. This is my fashion just statement. Keeping it real. Nice and gritty. Okay, so John, starting with you, rapid fire. Are you ready for me? I am. Hit me. Okay, leader you most admire. Rapid fire. Oh boy. Uh, that is a stumper. Todd, help me out. Oh, you're stumped on well, the you first. I'm stumped yeah. on the don't, first rapid didn't you, fire. Didn't you, you listen cheat. to the podcast? I did, but I didn't, that, that wasn't was one this, of is this, that wasn't one on the bread fry. I was just waiting for baked potato you or mashed can't potato. Cheat off of come top. on. That's the only okay, thing. Okay, on to the next greatest soccer player. John, did you have coffee? John, no, John, oh, I mean, we need to give you he doesn't drink coffee. Well, can we yes. give you like a rip or something? Like, yeah. What do you need? Okay, greatest soccer player. I'll, I'll go with Pele. Okay, best microbrewery. I'll give a shout out to my neighbors and fantastic beer aficionados at Stoop in Ballard. Oh, nice. I don't drink beer, but I will check that out. Take me for a beer there. Um, most fun Geekwire event that you obviously attended. Well, probably if you like dancing, it's the Geekwire Gala. <laughs> okay, yeah. you dancing takes it up a level. Oh, I like oh my to God. dance. Have you not like seen this? Oh no, I have. Okay. Yeah. That's one yeah. my point. Yeah, I like to. I like to bust it out okay. occasionally. Yeah. So this is for you. Strangest thing you've ever done. Wow, Shauna. The, the questions we... for Brent Fry were much easier. It was I know. baked potato or mashed potato. That's what I was That's ready. That's because he's an Idaho guy. I know. Okay. Well, strangest <laughs> wait, thing I've Iowa. ever wait, no, done. I, I don't know. He is Idaho. It's Todd, Idaho. give me something. You probably know me better. What's something strange I've uh, done? Okay, strange quirk. You guys work together. What's one of his quirks? So John loves to work prone, in the dark. prone on the couch in his office with his laptop on his stomach and his head propped up by a pillow. He does some of his best work in that 
Like in a compromising neck position? It kind of, it, well, it, the chiropractors actually, would not approve. Actually, I had them take a look when I was having back problems, and they said it was actually not that. It's more like it's neck not, issues. It's not that bad of a problem. I'm more so. thinking as cosmetic. Like you're going to have wrinkles on your neck. How pathetic is that? That's where my head went. <laughs> not that I'll, I'll you're caring. Clearly right. with your ripped t-shirt. I'll keep thinking about leader I most admire. Uh, I love yeah. it. Okay, Sorry. so favorite movie of all time? Gosh, I like all sorts of movies. What kind of movie do you gravitate toward? Oh, I, I, any, I'm not a big sci-fi person, but anything outside of that. I, I watch a lot of documentaries now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, that would be very hard to pinpoint. Yeah, you're sucking at rapid fire. I really suck at rapid fire. I was going to say, if somebody, if someone on I've the other end of an interview. Feet. Yeah. I've seen you on your toes. Usually well, at these Why events. didn't Todd go first? Well, I don't yeah. know. Okay, introvert yeah. or extrovert? Oh, my extrovert. God. See, that's an easy one. <laughs> Extrovert. Okay, good. You get an A plus for the last yeah. question. Okay, Todd, let's see how you do. Okay, God, that sucks. Okay, Todd, quality you most admire in others? Honesty. Brutal honesty. Okay. It's tough, but I ultimately admire it after I yell at them. Okay. Proudest GeekWire moment? You know, we just had a fantastic moment right in now. the newsroom. It, well, it, it, in the newsroom, we just had a great moment. Monica Nicholsberg on our team got a fantastic scoop by working her sources for more than a year, developing relationships. She found out before anybody else that Amazon is moving a thousand, more, thousands of employees out of Seattle to Bellevue. And we were just listening on KUOW in the newsroom as Bill Radke quizzed and tried to pin down uh, Mayor Jenny Durkin on the topic. And she squirmed away and, and said it was a good thing. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're driving the agenda. I mean, that is yeah. what journalism is about. It's, it's about it's uncovering facts that people need to know and informing the public and really driving the, the conversation. That yeah. was cool. I, I don't know if that's the coolest moment ever, but it just happened. I want to continue with rapid fire, but I did have a moment in the bathroom before I came in and I realized that like I would suck at your job. I would like the curious part of your job, but I would be so concerned with um, people liking me that I would be scared to write dirt on someone that they would be mad at that's me. And it seems like you guys. No, I feel like everyone loves you guys. It's, uh, it's that's not true. That's not true. That's not right, true. Well, if, I'm if gonna... everybody loves us, we're not doing our in jobs. In fact, some people have hated us both over the years. And over time, what's been interesting is some of our yeah. best sources are those people that once hated us. Yes. So they come around over time. Oh, interesting. Just through yeah. sheer persistence and longevity. They like, get to know you. They're oh, like, yeah. hey, they're going to stick around and they're probably going to do this thing. So we might as well. Work with them. It's a fine line. line I'm giving you a really, a really easy one. A very soft. Todd's getting all these. Favorite candy. Oh my god. Oh, I love coffee nips. I love coffee nips. Coffee nips. Yeah, they make me flash back to Casa Lupe Mexican restaurant in Hamilton City, California. I love all candy, and I feel like you and I share a love of sugar. Yes. (laughs) So I had to ask that one. Um, Favorite subject in school. Oh, my God. Now, that is hard. That is hard. I loved band. I was big into band in school. Really? Biggest band nerd you ever saw with the sousaphone in the back. Wait, what's a sousaphone? It's a tuba. Oh. According to band nerds, that's what they would call it. A, s- a tuba. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I loved band. I was on the high school paper, and I, I was- I I'm was... giving you another one that's okay, easy. Okay, all right. I'm so sorry, These are John. simple. I feel bad. These are very easy okay, questions. Okay, Mac or yes. PC? You know, that's a good question. I have- uh, I'm kind of like the prodigal son to Windows, I have come back and uh, would not go back to Mac at this point. Interesting. So the answer is PC. Um, biggest pet peeve? I bet oh you John could answer God. this one for you. Maybe oh, dishonest people. Yeah. Oh, miss, uh, sloppy emails. Like sloppy misspelled. emails that are supposed to be professional, not not personal. So is it okay that I write mine in all uh, yes, lowercase? Yes, you're fine, Shauna. XO? It's, it, mostly from others on the team. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I don't like that either. Yeah. It's a huge pet peeve. Nighttime or morning time? Oh, uh, I'm an early riser. I worked at UPS uh, in college. I worked the early shift. And I'm at my best at uh, somewhere between 3 and 4 a.m. after oh, about really? uh, six hours sleep. Literally? Yeah. Do you get a lot of sleep, John? I do. I, my uh, my head hits the pillow and I'm out. What time do you go to bed? It fluctuates. Um, I think last night I went to bed at 9.30. Oh, my God. That's yeah. a dream. And when are you playing soccer? I know you're playing, still playing a lot of uh, soccer. I got a game tonight, 7 p.m., GeekWire FC over 40. Come on out. <laughs> I want to come out just so I can No, watch. it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's, yeah. Is that all you do to stay in shape? I walk a lot, um, bike occasionally, but yeah, soccer's yeah. my main, well, it coaches, main thing. Coach basketball. Yeah. yeah. See, I got, all the, I got all the hard questions. Todd, leader you most admire. That is hard. Roger Federer. Oh, oh tennis. Nice. Shout out. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so give him another hard one. Best Most... movie of all time. Shawshank Redemption. Yes. That's what I was actually going to say. Amen. See, I had listened to your previous one, and I had it queued up for Motto no, You Live I, By. I mix them up. I know you do, but I had Motto You Live By, and what is actually, the motto you live it actually by? comes from Shawshank Redemption. Which is what? Which it's time to get busy living or get busy dying. Mm, good. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. I might have to steal that. Okay. I don't think I knew that one. Okay, we're getting deep now. Yes, Because John. I want to talk to you guys but about what, your background. You forgot the last question. What was it? What fuels what you? What fuels you, Sean? No, I'm going to end it with that. Oh, okay. I'm going. I'm mixing it up, guys. Okay. Like right. going to the gym, muscle, you know, memory. Okay, so here's what I want to know from you guys. At this stage, do you guys feel successful? This is going to be really an interesting podcast because you're going to have the yin, yeah. <laughs> yin and yang. Who's yin and who's so yang? I feel like we have accomplished much of what we set out to accomplish mm -hmm. with GeekWire initially. If you look at our... Did you have a business plan? Oh, yeah. And In fact, what, I might have a copy of it over there. Oh, yeah, we had a business again. plan back at the Seattle PI. In 2007. Uh, okay. It's called Project Seabreeze. Okay. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, there's a whole story to that. But if you look at that business plan, if anything, we were just not ambitious enough. Like we've eclipsed what we laid out in that business plan by so much, it's crazy. And and, do, do and, and and we are not successful. You don't feel successful yet. But John does? Is that yeah. the ying part? Yeah. You're ready to like well, chill? Well, he's, he's not. No, 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 no. No, I'm no, not no. ready to chill. But, you know, I think we have exceeded what we set out to. And um, I think what we've created in a really, really challenging business in media is is unprecedented. And I'm proud of that. You should be super proud of that. Every I mean, GeekWare is the go-to. There's still a lot um, of work to do. Lot, As no. Jeff Bezos says, still day one. But, it's uh, still day one. Yep. So you guys, I mean, I've only known you together. Not that you're together together, but as business partners. And so there seems to be a lot of chemistry. Is there also <laughs> um, like arguing behind the scenes? <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. And who we wins? Are quite who different. wins? We are quite different, uh, which does, I think, you know, they talk about co-founders and why that is important to have people with different skill sets. And um, I think that works in our our well, I know what lanes you're in as far as coverage of news content, but what about your lanes behind the scenes of running an actual business? So uh, functionally, John is in a role that in most media organizations traditionally would have been would have been called publisher, much more business on the business side with some editorial oversight at a high level. And I'm much more in the editing editor role, day-to-day um, mm -hmm. -day news, um, much more involved in the content. Although, you know, to the extent that it's not a conflict, John jumps in and... and uh, frankly, really helps a lot. Yeah. Um, and when you guys first met, I'm going to interrupt because that's what we have to do to please. get through so we're not here all day. But yeah. um, <laughs> when you first met, was it like immediate chemistry? Like, hey, no. this is my people? No. 
No, we were at the PI. No, that's like, true. No no no, 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 no. No, it's not. He, so we were at the PI. We were friendly and we worked yeah. well together. But um, John was very intense. I was in a, a four-person cubicle uh, facing in at each other at the PI with Dan Richmond, who was extremely intense and was in the middle of the Microsoft antitrust case. I remember Dan at that time. And I don't think he actually introduced himself to me for a month. Bottom line, there were, no, we didn't really connect initially on a... It, and in fact, I was Todd's biggest advocate, though, to bring yeah, him to the PI. That is true. I, I did... I mm -hmm. did think he had a lot of promise, mm -hmm. and I was really pushing hard for him versus another reporter that was being considered. And, yeah. and John, and that was a good decision. And John, um, <laughs> nice John time. tried to convince me that when the Microsoft beat came up, I shouldn't take it. I read about that, and then you—he was had tremendous respect for you because you pushed back and pursued it anyway. Yeah, which therein was the, the pattern <laughs> <laughs> that we the would push follow. Pull, the push pull. Yeah. And so, um, are there times now? Um, I guess you started at 2011, now we're 2019, where you feel uncomfortable at events, nervous, anxious. Oh, God, yeah. Still, yeah. nervous in an interview. Depends on who it is. Who makes you nervous? Um, Bill Gates. Bill Gates, Satya Nadella, um, Steve Ballmer. Um, I guess all three Microsoft CEOs make me but super you, nervous. You cannot <laughs> tell. You, you rock oh, it. Oh, no, You're that's so not true. articulate. Mm -mm. Really? No. The way my nerves come out is that I'm I'm way too serious. And that's been my biggest trick, my biggest insight and lesson over the past few years in talking to people like Bill Gates is like, you got to go in and you got to do something different. And this is a little bit of, I mean, you're talking about the differences. This is a big difference between Todd and, and me. Todd cares so much and he's a perfectionist. Mm. And I have a little bit of, yeah, we'll figure it well, out. We'll figure it out. And the, what's the worst thing that can happen, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. that sort of balance uh, is good for us. Did you feel that way because you kind of arrived or did you feel that way day one? I just don't care as much about what people think about me. John is very good at being present in the moment. And well, he's, <laughs> I, 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 not, not, I don't mean a day to day, but I mean, like, he appreciates the position he is in right now and what he is getting from life at the moment. And yes, he aspires for more, but he's also okay with where he is. Yeah. Is that, is that fair true. to say? Yeah. yeah. And I'm not. True. I'm completely uncomfortable. Well, maybe you are you you're an anxious person is my guess. And you're not. I mean, it just comes down to that a little bit. A little bit. I wouldn't classify myself as calm. calm. I don't think well, most calm people would and, calm call me your... calm person. <laughs> you're, 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 yeah. you're content with yourself. That's great. Where does that come from? This is where we get deep. Oh, is I... that from your mom or your dad? Both, yeah. Because I've heard you talk about your mom. Yeah. Um, so you were raised in a just very stable home? Um, you know, my parents battled, but they were together and very independent, uh, strong-willed individuals who had a lot of work ethic and drive. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, think that, that they're um, proud of you? Of course. I mean, my mom was a journalist, for God's sake. I know. So, I mean, I, mean, I kind yeah. of followed right in her footsteps. So I love that. Yeah, we could share a lot of, uh, a lot of good moments and about uh, what we were doing. If you weren't doing this, what do you think you'd be doing, John? I don't know. I do love media. Um, so I think um, telling stories and being in the mix on uh, convening the community is something that I love to do. So probably something still within that realm. Mm -hmm. And are you, is it hard for you to see where the media has gone and kind of fake news? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a whole nother discussion topic. That's yeah. Yeah. That one that one really came out of the blue for me. I did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. I knew that uh, there was a certain percentage of the population that was being 
manipulated by propaganda, but I just didn't realize how bad it was. And it's bad and it's scary mm -hmm. for our country and for democracy. And I'm very worried about that. I am too. I went to a, um, the movie Like last night at the Mersan High School. It's about Facebook and Instagram hmm. and kind of the influence. It's um, Indie Flicks has put it on. And uh, yeah, I came home a little scared and anxious. Speaking hmm. of anxious, so so Todd, tell me about. It, it, but that plays into our business to, to no, some yeah. degree. Is that Todd and I are old school journalists and believe in journalism being done a certain way, and we're going to go to our graves believing in that in terms of our model and what's going to resonate. Now, over the last ten years, things have gotten out of whack with the rise of social media propaganda, the you know the TV news media that's really just kind of parroting certain viewpoints. And we've gotten away from a lot of the journalistic tradition, which we think is really important. We hope that it cycles back and that we'll be very well positioned yeah. for when people do actually want to trust the media sources that they read or consume. I think it's starting to. I think people I, are getting sick of it. And even my kids talk about it. The, the flip side of it is not a good situation. Yeah. No, so it's it, absolutely not. So, Todd, tell me more about you. I don't know much well, about your family because I want to just go back to that, but you no, have but, a lot to say. So we do argue, um, and I will say that— Why did you go back to that point? Because I, I, had, more, I had more to say <laughs> like, on that That was like three and minutes ago. It's like, it's like a husband-wife no. situation. No. Honey, we already covered no. that. Yeah. So, next. No, it, we argue, um, but I would say <laughs> that it's even, especially in the last two to three years, uh, John is very good at being humble and acknowledging when he's done something that might not have been— exactly what should have been done or and and I've learned from that but John has a specific approach with me that I didn't know he was doing <laughs> until he I, I think we might have been out drinking one night and you sort of explained it to Dang, me I let it and, slip and shouldn't have it works, what is it, it works. what is it he's like the he, Todd he, whisperer he rope he rope dopes me do you what know what I mean? That? He's so a Muhammad Ali boxing yeah. technique. You want to explain Rope it, John? Like you put him in a corner? You want to explain it or me? Go, you go ahead. Well, in the classic fight, I think it was the Rumble in the Jungle or the Thrilla in Manila. I think uh, Muhammad Ali was up against George Foreman, who was this big, powerful puncher who could just throw these giant punches. And Muhammad Ali was this fast, quick-moving yeah. boxer, and he just let Foreman pound him for about eight rounds, pound him. And he pounded him so hard that he punched his way out and ran out of steam. And at that point, Muhammad Ali kicked <laughs> into gear with his quick movement and took care of business. So, uh, so I'm following that, so, but I'm trying to picture the So analogy. I let him pound me for a while until he can't pound anymore, and I just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and then you get exhausted? <laughs> and then yeah, I'm done. I'm steam. done. He's and he does what he wants to yeah. do. does what he wants to yeah, do. He's he does it, it anyway. lets it go. <laughs> That is so I feel awesome. bad. I feel a little guilty. And then he takes, takes advantage of that. Hey, but, but the one thing about it is, I mean, when you do have a co-founder, you do – I mean, one of the benefits of it is that you do have somebody that you can go to yeah. to vent and, and sound off like yeah. that. So I, I, I feel like it is an important role to, to have. Yeah. And I, I do it sometimes too. Maybe not to the extent Todd does. And so you guys had a business model. I'm, I'm all over the place as usual. But you had a business model. Did you have a like, hey, this is the type of culture we want to create? Because the other thing I thought about – as I'm walking in, is you give like, this a lot of thought. No, it's it's not that. It's that it's that it's that I walked in, and so I saw some familiar faces, and I realized that I know a lot of your team, and they've been around. You've either added, but you don't really lose people. You've had a really strong culture here. Was that something? <laughs> you guys are so proud. We, we are, There's smiling happening. You can't see. We we do have <laughs> a we do have a strong culture, and it's a small team. Um, I people wouldn't. People are loyal. I, and we have a good core group 
group of people that are extremely loyal and that fit in really well here and do well. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that uh, so have you been we conscious about a culture or your values or like what mm -hmm. matters? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's very much driven from our early state, our, our growing up, uh, both in small communities, Todd in California, myself in Ohio, yeah. where, we, where it was important to be a a important part of that community. And I think that is something that is very key to our success at Geek, GeekWire. But also a lot is born out of our roots out of traditional hard-charging daily newspaper reporting when we were at the smaller Seattle PI competing against the bigger Seattle Times and we were kind of hardcore beat reporters chasing stories. And right. we moved pretty hard and fast. And um, I think that's part of our culture as well. I love it. Yeah. In a small town, you are accountable. You can't do you can't something. Hide. No, you can't do something on the weekend with your buddies and assume your parents aren't going to find out about it. And yeah. I think that it, it translates into our values here. And we do. We do. We have seven core values. I, can you name all seven of them, John? You're don't ask quiz me. To, don't, don't ask yeah, me. Yeah, that's to boring name for our listeners. Yeah. Yes. Well, at well, any rate, yeah. they're so, probably the so same we, with integrity and accountability. And no, those aren't there. No, I'm just kidding. No, we don't care about those. We don't care about those things. No. But, but we've been we have been perf purposeful about it. Uh, I don't think we were from the beginning. I think at the beginning we were just moving so fast that we didn't think mm -hmm. about those things. And who who came up with the name? Geekwire. Mm -hmm. We all did. Yeah, we had. Do that, you remember that was, the moment? Like, no, oh, no. That's no. I mean, that we had a long, long brainstorm on, and it went on for too long. A, a, a couple of weeks as we were thinking it through, but and you like got the name. We spent more time on that. We did have to pay a little bit of money, not too much, but a little bit of money for the name. But I remember some of the original names that we were talking about. I love the name Geekwire. You do? Because do you like it better it. than Geek Crack? <laughs> <laughs> because that was one we had talked about. Hey, which hey got, now. Which, uh, and then there was we did a lot of things with <laughs> Geek the needle. Crack. We wanted to say Seattle, but not say Seattle no, in the name. So we yeah, had a lot of no. things with needle, which bad. was terrible. You know, no uh, bueno. In hindsight, and, uh, yeah, that yeah. would not have been Geek good. Wire is exactly well, and, what it should be. And the name is is very much rooted in in who we are. I mean, the geek is obviously speaking to this idea the that the tuba it's, player. It's the tuba. It is. I mean, we believe that people can be geeky about a lot of things. Of course, we focus very much on technology, but we think people can be geeks about health or aerospace yeah. or software or whatever. And so it's it, like it, a knowledge seeker. Yeah, it, exactly. So it encompasses a lot of things. And the wire is it has a little bit of a sharp edge. So it's not afraid to poke. Um, and also kind of harkens to our news days as as the news wire. We yeah. want to be there on a daily stream providing um, what's happening. Yeah. And so you guys have um, both kind of described yourselves as geeks when you were younger. I don't think of, I don't even know what a geek is. I, I think, yeah, but, a geek to me is somebody who's obsessively passionate about figuring stuff like out. Like geeking out on something. Yeah. Are the people that grew up with you from uh, Orland mm -hmm. and Worcester. 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 Are they still in your life? Oh, yeah. You're yeah, like half those your are high school my buddies. They followed. They, those, John had like dozens follow yeah, him those, here. Those are my best pals. Those still are your to this best. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, I yeah. love yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> You're no, they're make really new friends. Really, <laughs> really core, really core group of friends that are still very tight. And so, would, are they surprised by your success, or it was like this is who John was in high school? I don't think that's something we've ever talked about. Well, you know those kids. Like, did you get most likely to? Anything? No, no. I'm, I felt I was one of the dumbest kids in my class. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that probably and, was true. Knowing yeah, your friends, I mean, I'm seriously. Oh, I thought you were saying <laughs> that I was the dumbest well, kid. I'm I wasn't. But no, he's but, got uh, smart friends. No, yeah. you, it was. It's a high bar. I mean, I think about some of the positions that your friends are in here in Seattle. I mean, it's it's a quality. That was some quality schooling 
as we would say. So you both went to college studying uh, history and for business John. and, and uh, journalism, journalism for you. Yep. Um, so you obviously knew at a young age what you wanted to kind of be when you grew up. For sure. Think about how many people you know that are like our age that are still trying to figure it out. How blessed do we all feel that we found our careers early? Isn't that cool? I think it's amazing to yeah. be able to say that. I've been doing my for 25 years, you guys also. A long time. About that time, yeah. We're all dating ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> when do you feel like you first discovered your fuel? Was there a moment that yeah. you were like, I know? I, what I, I remember the exact moment, the precise yeah. moment. It Am was I like, the first one to ask you this, or do you get asked all the time? I bring it up if people don't ask. Okay. I'm glad. To, <laughs> I'm glad. I want a new content. The Orland High School Trojans were playing the Willows High School Honkers in the homecoming basketball game. It, it was canceled. <laughs> this is I was the sports editor for the Orland High School Oracle paper. The game was canceled because, for some inexplicable reason, the floor was slick. And so I decided that I was going to solve this mystery. And I broke the story. I found the janitor who had unthinkingly sprayed the armor all on the pads on the ends of the court that were then that was then tracked across the floor, thereby dashing the the dreams of the Orland High School varsity hoops team. And I remember the moment. <laughs> this rem- is so awesome. This is so good. This is so funny. I, I remember the moment when the paper, like a week later, you know, was delivered. Canceled game poses a slick question. And oh, no. that was, headline. I love that was that you my, still my headline. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish I still you had this. Frame it. I actually I think I might still have this. Anyway, yeah, you gotta get that. I remember walking across campus and seeing that people were reading it because it answered a question that they had that they that would not have so known otherwise. Awesome. And that is fundamentally what we are still doing. Like 25, is, 30 years later, you're, you're still doing. figuring stuff out that people don't know. You're being smart and creative about it, and you're potentially making somebody lose his job. Because I think that Floyd <laughs> Floyd was gone the next year, and I'm pretty sure that I was responsible. Wow. And so who, who I know for John, your mom was a big influence, because I've heard yeah. you talk about that. But Todd, who influenced you along the way? Did you have any mentors? Well, my dad and my mom, for sure. My mom was a yeah. kindergarten teacher, and one of the great things about my mom is that she did this late in life. She went back and... Uh, became a teacher late in life. My dad uh, is a businessman and has his own wholesale souvenir business. His business for many years was Bigfoot souvenirs uh, that he sold to resorts in That's Northern really California. Cool. So he's so hu- unique. He's a hustler. My dad yeah. hustles. He's which creative. One, which one are you more like? My dad. Well, yeah. uh, that, my wife would tell you that I'm more like my mom. Yeah. Um, in, in good and bad ways. Um, my mom listens to every podcast, so I'm sitting here thinking of my words carefully. But no, but seriously. Love you, mommy. <laughs> no, but I, I actually, I've gotten good and bad qualities from both of them. But for my mom, mostly the good. Well, as a mom, I would say I'm really, I would be very proud if Max turned out like either one of you. So mm. I'm sure your You're mom too nice. is very proud. Except for the shirts. Except for John. <laughs> except for the fashion sense. Yeah. Except for the fa- No, that's okay. That says I've like, it doesn't matter. It's not a value. But, but John's okay. dad, Roger, also small businessman. So I I think the fact that we both grew up around that with moms who were perhaps a little more creative, you know, and and dads who were very into creativity through business, I I would say for my dad, I think that's that resonates with both of us and the small town thing. Nice. What brought you both to Seattle? Uh, I have an older brother who lives here. And so followed in his footsteps, lived nice. on his back porch for the first uh, year in Literally. Capitol Hill. Yes, it was one of those enclosed back porches where the bed was, uh, you know, slant, it was slanted at an angle. So we had to have some bricks that held up one part of the bed and had eight <laughs> blankets on me. So 
Uh, did you, I Ryan, did, that. did you experience yeah, for, the Seattle freeze? Yes, I absolutely experienced it right off the bat, even back then. So that was like 95, 96 mm-hmm. time frame. Yeah. Um, had like a dozen jobs and worked in a lot. Worked at the Harvard Exit Movie Theater, making oh, popcorn and taking tickets, and oh. worked down at Mount Rainier. So I did a lot of different random things. Very cool. Yeah. How about you, Todd? Um, I came here in 2000 because my girlfriend at the time got a job at the State Court of Appeals after she graduated from law school in in New Jersey. How um, did you like it when you first got here? Oh, I loved it. I immediately loved it. And the cool thing was, I had been working at the Philadelphia Business Journal. And um, I was able to get a transfer to the Puget Sound Business Journal. And so I uh, came in as a general assignment reporter. And then the real estate, the commercial real estate beat opened up at the PSBJ, which is their marquee beat. I mean, that, oh, is, yeah. that is like their, their centerpiece beat. And it, I was able to basically learn about Seattle in yeah. the course of doing that job over, over two years. Yeah. You probably know more about Seattle than I do. And I'm from here. That's not true. And so is there a moment, kind of the first time something blew up for you? I've only known you guys as hmm. ass-kicking GeekWire boys. Well, for me, this past year was extremely tough, mm. 2018. Uh, I lost my mom. The business had gotten to the point where we had stretched ourselves really thin, um, and we were struggling with that. Yeah, work-life um, balance type of stuff. Yeah. But even beyond that taking on so much as a business and then individually that it was impacting the business, not just us. Right. And so was there a solution? We're still working on it. I mean, the answer is yes. And we've taken a series of steps, just even small things internally saying no to projects, ending projects that don't meet our criteria. I mean, we've gotten, I would say, bottom line, we've gotten much more disciplined about what we do Yeah. as a result of that is crisis too strong of a word? In terms of problems that startups yeah. go through, having covered thousands yeah. of them over the years, I think we've been able to navigate the course pretty well. So, I mean, that's a perspective that I come at this with. But, you know, last year was tough. Yeah, we had – I mean, the business was still growing strong, great readership. Just discipline around kind of our core audience and core core loyal audience, I think, is mm-hmm. the key thing. I'm really super curious. Like, what do you mean? Where did you go and where are you trying to come back to? Experiments with video and podcasts that were maybe taking us a little bit outside of our mm-hmm. outside of our realm rather than focusing on the core beat reporting of what we are really, really good at. But your um, podcast is really good. Our main podcasts, I think. Yeah, is and good. we've stretched and there's dip, distinguishing between quality and then attracting a large audience. There's a whole different discussion there, but um we do have our main co- podcast. We, we've tried over the years to extend into different podcast areas, and mm-hmm. they're not always central to our expertise, and so it can be difficult. Even yeah. if it is ultimately good, it's not necessarily good for the larger organization. Yeah. It's a little bit like this is fun, but like what's the ROI and what's the purpose? And time is so limited. Mm-hmm. And then you've got – you both have kids. So how have you changed as dads? You each have one. Mm-hmm. Right? Boy and a yeah. girl. Gosh, how have I changed? Well, learning a lot. I mean, we've kind of have two startups going on in my life that are about the same age, my son and um, GeekWire, and certainly yeah. learning as I'm going on both of them. How old is James? He's nine. Little um, man. And Maggie is eight. Yeah. And Maggie's eight. Yeah, so, so you guys have kids right around the same age. Yep. And That's right about the same time we founded uh, GeekWire. So they've yeah. grown up right alongside the business. Yeah. Um, what do they think been... that you do for a living? 
<laughs> from about four to six, my daughter thought I worked for Microsoft, <laughs> which, is not, which is not what you want a journalist's daughter to say. But I would always have like Microsoft stuff around, you know, yeah, and we'd yeah. always be talking about Microsoft. I, I, this was not a comment, I hope, on my objectivity, but that that's what she thought for many years. She thought that you worked at Microsoft. And what about you? What does James think, John? He's pretty savvy. I mean, I think he understands um, entrepreneurship and media and journalism. So I've, from a very early age, my parenting tactic and style with with James was always just talk to him like a normal kid, you know. Yeah. And like, and there's no real taboo subject. Um, just if there's a topic that's coming up, you you just talk about it. And yeah. You try to be as open about it as as you can. So he's pretty knowledgeable and worldly as yeah. it relates to what we what we do. Uh, he thinks it's super cool that we get like access to Niantic, the makers of Pokemon, or that we have Xboxes laying around here sometimes. Well, and I've and seen them at events before. They must be like, this is so cool. Some of the events he just goes crazy over. Well, yeah, yeah he loves it. Like ping pong. Yeah, I he loves that. Kind of yeah, a there's video one. games and a sumo wrestling and a yeah. zip line. And do you guys crazy have stuff. events that are your favorites? I mean, I've got mine. I love the GeekWire Awards. I love the awards too. Um, I love the which, summit. The, 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 the main summits are marquee event. Yeah, it's it's so difficult, but the the moments on stage when you've been working for five, six, seven months to get a, one spe- uh, particular speaker up on there, and you finally got the speaker up there, and you're you're the interview's going well. Like yeah, that, I loved that Kara Swisher. Um, that was a that's that was a highlight for me at the summit. So are you guys have both described your um, parents as being big influences. Are there legacies or like messages that you consistently give your kids of like what you want them to think of when they think of you? When they My, think of us. Oh, I was going to think <laughs> like, about, from, well, from grandpa. It was really funny. No, not from grandpa, from you. Like, well, if, like, it, it filters through me. I mean, the, well, lessons, lessons, that, the lessons that my dad provided to me that now I'm providing to my son are, are you know, it's just a, a straight line. So so I will tell a story from from. Uh, grandpa, who's kind of this hardened, you know, uh, f- ex football coach type of guy from oh, Ohio, who's you know he's 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 a old little school. he's a little he's old school, perfectly perfect example, perfect description of him. Um, but we were talking to a friend of my son's, and this friend was describing the situation the other day where he was playing baseball and he got ganged up on on second base, and he was getting piled on, and someone was kicking him. And my son James said to him, he said, you know what my grandpa would say about that? Suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> and I just lost it, man. I was like, that is so, that is great. so great. I love that. That is awesome. Because I would imagine that you guys are both awesome dads. No, no. I mean, you, speaking you, for myself. John, I, this I, is a struggle. No. no Parenting I, so and running John, a startup together is a I huge, get it. huge, <laughs> but, huge. But yeah. John, see, John is really good at, and, and he's inspired me in some of these ways. So- he, for example, when James turned five or six, he figured out this elaborate thing with Star Wars. It, it, like you guys walked oh. around. Remember the, the His park? birthday party. Yeah. yeah like yeah. John creates. John is very. Creates moments. Yes. He's very good at that. I've looked at that and thought, wow, that is cool. And then I, and I've gotten a little bit better at it over yeah. the years. Um, well, I think you're either that type of person or you're not. You're probably that person at GeekWire also. Well, I'm an event planner. Yeah. You're creating, <laughs> you know, you're creating moments you know, at GeekWire exactly. also. Yeah. What I want to know is, you know, I don't even know how old you guys are, but I would say that as life goes on and you're in your 20s and then 30s and then 40s, what fuels you changes, right, over time. Sometimes people are, are motivated by fear or angst or ambition or competition, you know. What yeah. is it now? 
And I, what was it? I can jump in first here because I've been thinking yes. a lot about this. Um, creating the space for creativity for me personally. That That is my big thing. The worst days that I have are the ones where I'm going from thing to thing to thing to thing. And, and don't get me wrong. I love that. That's the news business. But if I've got so many things going on that are unrelated to each other and I've got to switch from task to task to task and I lose all sense of creativity, if I haven't produced something or helped one of our people produce something great every day, it's just not... I, I, that I, makes the, so much the, sense. Yeah. Let me state it in the positive. I, no, I'm, I'm, what fuels me is me. The, the ability to, to, to find the space for creativity. Well, there's a for lot of books coming out on this right now, uh, just about oh, really? space. Maybe I should write one. You should write Well, read one first. Yeah. But th- then that <laughs> would be against, sleep. That would and be you against, get more sleep, too. And get more sleep. Yeah. yeah. But I think this speaks to the business challenge that we were running into in 2018, too, where we were getting stretched, where we weren't able to unleash Todd's creativity into the business the way that we needed to. And so, as we've gone into 2019, we have addressed this in certain ways. We promoted Taylor Soper to managing editor to take some of I the load Taylor. off of So Do We. Well, and but Monica part... stepped up a lot, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. No, we've got a great team. And I think the key is to when we can have Todd not uh, struggling on those day-to-day tasks as much mm-hmm. as he is and thinking more creatively about when do the you, business. When uh, do you feel most creative? Between 3 and 4 in the morning. I've got the entire day ahead of me. Nobody online pinging me. That's why I get up so early. So, what, do you have rituals? I mean, I you get lis- up, I listen to the podcast. I, I listen to the daily podcast every morning. I um, sit in my uh, oversized easy chair, which has traveled with me through. You know, I'm 50, sure your 50, wife 50, loves yeah, that. She, she loves it that it's in my own room now. Yeah, my own office at home. Anyway, but nothing out of the ordinary. Coffee. Sure. Oh, Meditation. Yeah. No, I, that would be good. I talk about that. Exercise. I, I do. I've got an exercise bike uh, in my office, and I've got my little setup. I find yeah, little ways to make things work for me. Yeah. What about you, John? Do you have any rituals, like ways no. of living? No. Every day is different. Uh, every day is different. Every day is. I I grew up with two older brothers, and I thrive in chaos. I like chaos. And it's really the reason why I think I'm good in a startup environment and not a kind of process-oriented bigger company environment because life at the Cook household when I was growing up was chaotic and competitive and crazy. I could talk to you guys all day long. I have so many more questions, but I also want to be mindful of your time. We love chatting. The ultimate, Todd really answered this, the what fuels you question what fuels you? Like, what really fuels you outside of GeekWire oh. in life? Oh, oh gosh. That, w- that wasn't the answer? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's creating, creating, I guess, could be what fuels you. I give a lot of thought to this. I've, th- this is just within the last three months, um, it, just like everybody does. The key people in your lives, the, the key people, like if there were, you know, five or six people who you, you would say, okay, those are my people, you know? Yeah. Your business partner, your wife, your daughter, your dad, your mom, you know, th- those types of people. Yeah. And like too often I focus my attention on people outside of that sphere. Mm-hmm. And not not that I w- would ignore people outside of that sphere, but in terms of really they working might get the best on of it. You. Yeah, really working on it and make it, that's a, that's a great point because a lot of times yeah. those are the people who get the worst of, of me. Of course. And then you realize they're you're so polite and so nice and so generous and then the person in your life life gets the like ugh part of you absolutely but so, i call it my safe space figure i like figuring stuff like that out and then 
struggling with it and then ultimately having it that realization improve your life. I, I really get into that. I'm, I've been getting into that kind of stuff more and more. Are you lately. reading anything good or any nuggets you can share with our listeners of, gosh, I really got a lot out of this? Yeah. Um, there's a book called The Art. <laughs> Here, and I'll laugh at this. I think it's the the art of nonviolent conflict. Um, I can't. It's something along those lines. Sean's like, I actually want to kick your ass. No, that's not right. It's, it's <laughs> not. It's, it's no. It's nonviolent. You're going to say I'm. It's ironic that yeah. I'm. Nonviolent communication. Oh. That's what it is. Why is he a violent communicator? Yeah. He can be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not like physically. Like f bombs. Oh. Yeah, he, wow. I'm learning he, so he much. A, he can have a short fuse. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, big yeah. time. I wouldn't want not things, want to things, see that side. Things, things build up and build up and build up and then yeah. explode. But I thought that was your strategy that you let him do the form and I do. Well, I do. No, no, no. Yeah. To, to distinguish once it explodes, then I do the rope dope. So, <laughs> I so, would be. I wouldn't do the rope dope. I'd be crying so in the corner. My cycle is: I keep things inside. It builds up. I overreact, and then feel guilty, and then I keep it inside. It builds. I overreact, and I feel it's that. Those are my. That's my cycle. Yeah. I, why? Why do you keep stuff inside? Why not just say mm. it? He like he's you too, like honesty. You he, like honesty. You care what people think too he's much. Too, yeah, he does. He's too I'm polite and way. friendly. I'm the same way. You better give it. Just start practice. Practice on John. Practice on me. Well, just he give practices it straight. on me all the time. <laughs> well, radical <laughs> radical candor is is what book that we've been reading, both of us, and yeah. listening to Kim Scott's podcast. Yeah, and and that is one cool thing about John, and he helps me with that. Is he is a learner, and he will often like just this weekend he sent unsolicited uh, story to Kara Coleman and, and myself, and you know we we struggle a little bit with burnout, all three of us do, and he's shared his like, hey, here's the article. By the way, these are the three takeaways. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, and so you've gotten a lot of compliments from Todd. I haven't heard any. Like, what are you learning from oh Todd? Oh, no, you come on. You, John, Todd is, John, Todd, Todd is a us. very, very, uh, very nice person <laughs> on really? the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love working with Todd. We've, we work really well together. I, as I said, you know, we are very different. He brings uh, a perfectionist mindset to the business, uh, to journalism. I mean, he's, he is an extremely talented journalist in terms of his uh, – the way he thinks about stories and approaches them, it doesn't surprise me. The high school story said with this great headline on it from way back in the day. I mean, he's been doing that for 25 yeah. years. And so I think it's um, really kind of the special sauce of, of Does, Do you do look oh, at everything that, before it goes out? I mean, that's impossible. No, not, you can't do it anymore. Yeah, that's that, impossible. That last comment that you just said is not true. Having your touch no. on the editorial content no. is the special so, sauce so, of GeekWire. So yeah, the GeekWire would not exist if not for John. Um, and it wouldn't exist if not for Todd. Uh, that's not true. But you, you can got, do it no. on your own. Eh. That was a. You need to have. You need talk to, about burnout. He'd really be burned I'm, yeah, out. Yeah, I'm a. Big, He'd probably be like. I'm a big believer in having a co-founder. Oh gosh, I we would not. I, I could not imagine getting through the things we've gotten through. Right. It's without each other. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And agree so, John, with that. what? What? And it wouldn't be where it is today. Wouldn't be half of what it is. I love it. I love watching the growth and the impact. It's incredible. Um. What what fuels really? you, John? I, no, I don't, I, incredible. I don't it's think incredible. it's incredible. I, it I disagree with that. You guys are on the inside. I'm on the outside. I met you and it was like, I mean, I told you your office was like a dump. 
It's still pretty modest. No, I mean, it's modest, but I was literally like, we need a female touch of some sort. There was no couch. There was no. Well, now we have a beautification committee. Well, that's great. Takes care of things. Surely. I'm on it. You're on the beautification. And I have nothing to do with it. The guy with no holes in his shirt. That's right. Stay beautiful, Todd. Go back to the what fuels you. What fuels you, John? What fuels you? I get a lot of energy. I mean, it gets back to my extroverted nature. I get a lot of energy being around people. And so you're fueled by? By by personal relationships. It's kind of building off what Todd was saying about having those core people in your life and and being true to them and having those be extremely meaningful relationships. And I get a lot out of that. I love it. Well, you're great. You guys are both great with people. And I feel lucky to call you friends. Um, I'm assuming that anybody who's listening to this podcast already knows www.geekwire.com. What else do we want to share? If, if you're listening to a podcast, I would recommend checking out the GeekWire podcast. One of the cool things for me over the past year is that I've been able to get John out of his office onto the show. And, you know, this that's how it started. It, it's a great way for us to just connect. Some of our best story ideas literally come on the podcast because we're just talking to each other. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're creating the space yeah, ex- to create. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, John, Todd, this has been so much fun. And um, for our listeners and for the community, we want to know where are you going to be in the next two, three years? What can we see from GeekWire? We are right now in the process of really looking closely at the things that we do that not only generate an engaged, passionate audience, but uh, a large audience, uh, loyal the things that really provide value. There are some very specific things that we do that we know provide very specific value, things like our GeekWire 200 index. And we're looking at what works about them, about those things, and how we can improve them, and then what characteristics of those things we can apply to new ideas. And we are, I'd say right now we are trying to double down on what makes GeekWire GeekWire and really get back to the roots of what got us here in the first place. And I would hope that in two to three years that the people in the community would see that and start to see that manifest itself in um, just a really concentrated dose of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And how do you measure it? Uh, you know, we like there's a metric in analytics that's loyal audience. That's one. Um, I will say uh, the post event surveys are one of the most difficult and valuable things that we can spend time on listening to what and reading what people really thought. The candor is is very valuable. Yeah. How about you, John? I think in two to three years, I want GeekWire to be a stronger uh, force in the community. I think we um, have an, a, really an opportunity as media shrinks around us and there aren't as many places to um, – find high-quality journalism that we can step up and and have that brand um, really be meaningful as it relates to telling stories and being a connection point for people in the community. So I think we're very much on that path, but I think there's so much more we can do in terms of engaging new components of the community. Well, we look forward to it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Shauna. Thank you for listening to the What Fuels You podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and episodes. 
You can also contact us at podcast at fueltalent.com to provide feedback, ask questions, and share topics or guests you would like us to cover in the future. We hope you feel inspired by our guests and that we have helped fuel your day. Join us next time for another episode of What Fuels You. Thank you.